You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie and I'm here with Christy today and we're so happy to be here on another Wednesday morning. Um, we're so happy you're listening. Mm-hmm. So I think we've made it past four listeners now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so Christy, do we have something for today? A question? A word of the day? A thought I of the day? I do have a word of oh, the day. I love your words of the day. What this is one, I heard this morning actually a psychiatrist was talking. He used this word twice and I was like, what does that mean? Compunction. Compunction. Have you heard this word? Is that like, it's like a compulsion? No. All right. You totally, like I was on my walk and I was like, what does that mean? It means remorse right. proceeding from a conscience oh. of guilt, a pricking of the heart or poignant of grief. Compunction. I thought that was so interesting. And so then I was like, well, how do you use that in a sentence? And so some people will say like a serial killer did not feel compunction when he got oh. his... Uh, so even the if there's grief associated with it, it's a grief tied to remorse. Like I'm sad I did yes. this. Yes. Okay. So yesterday and for like a staff meeting, right? Pastor Chuck brought up Proverbs 17, nine, who, who covers over an offense promotes love, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Mm-hmm. So some of us walked out with a feeling of compunction. Of course. Cause when we heard that and like once somebody came in and was like, he was talking to me and I was like, no, he was talking to all of us. All like of us. We all do that yep. with change. And so I thought with that word, that was an interesting word. But biblically, you could also use Revelation sixteen nine. People were severely burned by the great heat, and they reviled the name of God, who has power over these plagues. But they did not repent of their sin and glorify God. So they did not have compunction. I like that. Use it in a sentence, Debbie. You said in a sentence. Okay. Try it out. Try it on. Try it out. Try it out. Try it on. So that when you go home, you can be like, I'm going to use a big word. Um, Okay. I was short-tempered with my son when I came home and he wasn't packed yet. And afterwards, I felt compunction. Oh, that's (laughs) Because of how I responded to his lack of action. That's awesome. Yeah. Compunction. Compunction. Yeah. You should just, you should just like write. That's that I would not. And it's funny. I know I have read it before, like in a book or something. I've no, I've never. And, but I'm going, but it's rare. It's so, but I know I've read it in a book. Like I know I've heard or heard the word. Um, but it does not, it's not one of those that I would go, Oh yeah, I know the mm-hmm. vocab for that. Mm-hmm. Or I know the synonym for that. Or you're right. It doesn't bring thoughts mm-hmm. of remorse in my head when mm-hmm. I hear the word compunction. Well, that's so how we that's should very feel interesting. right about our sin. For sure. It's compunction. Yes. Yes. That was a big word. Yeah. That's awesome. It's the word of the day. Word of the day Mm -hmm. is compunction, people. So think of the things you should feel compunction for. Or the things you do. Not should, but things you do feel compunction for. Yeah. And then, you know. Pivot. Yeah, that's right. Respond (laughs) accordingly. (laughs) Respond accordingly. Ananias and Sapphira. Like, they didn't feel compunction and they were struck dead. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm going to feel some more compunction. I need to feel more compunction, I'm sure. 
for my sins. Oh, well, don't, don't we all? Fat. Don't we all? Like, I, no, think I feel those... like some people, they can live in that place of compunction. But I feel like for all of us, though, we have those things we've decided are acceptable sins in our minds. Oh, and we don't, we've gotten to where we don't feel any compunction about those particular things at all. And I think we're all like that. Yes. I do. I think there's some people that are more sensitive. Yes. And that's awesome. You know, but I think all of us have... We can rationalize. We can rationalize. I'm really good at that. For sure. Totally good at that. Like for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll introduce our guest. Our guest today, I think does feel a lot of compunction. She's Mm. very sweet. Mm -hmm. Not well. And you probably don't even do a lot to deserve any kind of feeling of compunction. (laughs) (laughs) Not compared to the rest of us. Um, We have Cheryl Lochner with us today. She is um, our director of Sunshine School, which is our... Um, Mother's Day Out program um, for our babies. Is it six weeks? Eight weeks? What do you start? We have four? a newborn coming. <gasps> how many? What? How many weeks old is the newborn coming uh, this year? The baby was born just a few days ago. Oh my goodness! So it's a birth to two years old, three ish, three through transition yes. three, and then yes. we have yes. a yes. secondary part of our program at Sunshine Academy that is our three fours kindergarten prep. And Correct. you have it. Anne Marie was on and before, and you guys have heard from her before. She's our Sunshine Academy director. But you guys are cohorts, partners in crime. You work cohorts together now. for a long time. Like you yes. have been at Sunshine School long for a long time. Sunshine School, yeah. Sunshine Academy. When we were in this building, yeah. Mm. How long ago was that? How many years have you been doing this now? Uh, We were talking about this yesterday. I think, well, we've been at the church 30 years. I started off um, as the nursery coordinator. um, On Sunday mornings. On a Sunday morning, yes. There was just, we had been coming here for, I guess, about six months. And there was just an uh, opening for, they needed somebody to come in and just kind of be over the nursery. And it's like, oh, I can go do that. I walked in, Miss Billy Petty that was in the office back then, so sweet. I walked in and it's like, well, I can do that. What do I need to do? And then she told me it was a paid position. I'm like, what? I get money? (laughs) I I just wanted to come do it. Um, So that's how I started. And then from that, I started teaching in Sunshine School. I taught in the ones. And then the director at the time, Carla Bledsoe, she was retiring and uh, she came to me and she said that she had been praying. And I told her, no, <laughs> that I you're like, I don't know ready. who you were praying to. I don't know who you were asking <laughs> that for. And so went through the summer and I just felt so convicted and went back and talked with her. And I started directing Sunshine School. Wow. So and so has it always been Tuesday, Thursdays, twice a week? Uh, it started off as Thursday school, just a one-day-a-week oh, okay. program. And then it transitioned uh, just before I started. It became Sunshine School, and then it's been Sunshine School, and now Sunshine School and Academy. And for those people who maybe don't know Frisco very well, right now we're very urban. I mean, we have so many people here. Very. We're a city. Um, where, whereas, like our school district has, what, 64,000 students or something. There's another elementary that opened. Yeah. I didn't something. know that. That one kind of flew under the radar. And me. our high school opened yes. a second one that was supposed to relieve my high school. And believe me, it has not. No. It's horrible. So mm-hmm. it's still super crowded in, in, you know, in the halls. But that's just the, how big Frisco is now. 30 years ago when you were here. 
Okay, so for perspective, one high was school, just one high school, one middle school, but one even elementary. The middle and high school was combined thirty years ago. There weren't even two separate ones. <laughs> and then on top of that was all fields, lots of rural, lots, lots of farm, of and and one police, one one sheriff. Right. My neighbor talks about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he hired a deputy at that point. Thirty <laughs> years like ago. You don't I don't know. know. I don't think so. But then. Um, the church itself was one building, right? Just right over here. One building right here. One building that is what now what we call our big room. Right. Didn't we used to share a building, share space with the Methodists? That was even before. Before. The okay. Years. That's Long ago. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, but it was one building over here, and it was where now our students' like main worship area is. And you enter through this one side, and there were pews on either side, and then there were some classroom spaces, right, just on the on side. The side of we that, had a library. Is, there was a library, yeah. Every there was a parlor. Had a library. There was a parlor. We had a parlor. That was the best. Library. That's awesome. And now, I mean, we're expanded. We're so much bigger than that. Um, yes. So, but that's the amount of change, the growth in you've Frisco. It's phenomenal. Yes, we came here so excited. Our kids would have more of a life like I grew up with. Went to one school. Where'd you grow up? Got to know the friends. Louisiana. Okay. Just north of New Orleans. Small little town. Mm -hmm. Um, But went to the high school or elementary. Flowed into the middle, which flowed into the high school. And that's what we wanted for our kids. Little did we know by the time they started school, my kids were transitioning to three different schools. Wow. Yeah. All in elementary. Because they were building, so every time they built, they you guys building. got rezoned. We rezoned. You had to move. Rezoned. Oh, rezoned. my goodness. Yes. So how was that? That was probably not exactly very fun. It wasn't what we were planning on, yeah. but it's what God had intended. And it, it was it was neat to see because we prayed for our kids' teachers. Mm-hmm. And the teachers that they had were people that we knew. So that was a blessing to us. Um, but transition was hard. It's like, oh, we just got used to this school. Now you have to go to this new school. And mm. I mean, it's still happening today. I know that. Yes, and, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of mamas that are in the same boat that you yes. were many years ago. Yeah. And they're... Well, even the middle school, it's starting there. The boys went to one school and then Caitlin was supposed to go to another new school that mm-hmm. just opened. And we petitioned to go to the other one because mm-hmm. we just needed to be right there because at that's one where school. at one school for all my kids because we had an uh, one starting high school and then Michael and Caitlin would have been in the same school and we didn't want to have to go to two different schools for that did they approve that they did they allowed us to do that and then high school is Caitlin graduated and then the next year she would have been moved to a different school oh my high school so let's talk about your kids though ages names all the fun oh, things my goodness William is my 30 year old he's my oldest and he and his wife Ashley they have three little ones they have Liam and Wyatt and Hazel uh, so four three and nine months um, so they and they're live, local no they live in North Carolina they're at Fort Bragg um, they are full. This yes. all three of them. Army family. I know. I know. I'm ready it's for crazy. everybody to hear because it's yeah. a great story. You've it's got so great. Good. You've got. Mm, I can't yeah. wait for people to hear. Yes, this story. that's my army airborne son. Uh, very proud of him. And then my uh, middle son Michael. He is twenty. Oh my goodness, twenty seven. 
I have to remember, um, <laughs> and his wife, Caitlin, and then we have Carson, Jackson, and Lila, so six, three, and Lila's a year old, so uh, mm-hmm. they're very busy. They are in Nebraska at uh, off at Air Force Base. Michael's a pilot, so yeah, he's he's awesome. flying all he's over. He's flying all over the mm-hmm. place, and then my daughter, Caitlin, she and her husband, Tyler, they are in Utah at Hill Air Force Base, um, Air Force, of course. Uh, he does weapons uh, loading on the airplane, so we always laugh and say that Michael will fly the plane, William will jump out of the plane, and Tyler's going to load the plane. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's our running Are joke. they all three Air Force? I Two Air Force, one Army. One Army, okay. Yes. And Michael's the Army. William's the William's Army. William's the Army, the one jumping out of the plane. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then Tyler and Caitlin have Andrew, my soon-to-be kindergartner. He starts in two weeks, and so we're excited to see him start school and see what that will look like in in Utah for him, because they only go half-day kindergarten. That's old school. That's Texas old old school school right there. That is. Yeah, that's how we used to do it back in the day when I was, I remember that. Yes. I remember too. I remember doing half day kindergarten, coming home and taking a nap. Oh, I actually yeah. remember that very strongly in my mind. I remember you I remember could choose. So moms could choose morning or exactly. afternoon. And I remember the moms that got afternoon were mad. Oh. Yes. Because they wanted the yes. morning so the kids. Andrew would then will go come, in the morning. Yeah. Then they would come, come home and, and nap. nap. Uh-huh. Then you get the whole day. That's right. So speaking of flying, you have been doing a lot of flying back and forth to Nebraska. Yes. Because one of your grandbabies needs you. Yes. Why, will you walk us through that story? Uh, Jackson is our little precious little blessing from God. Uh, he is now three, which is a miracle in itself. Um, when he was born, they were living in Del Rio. They had uh, moved to Nebraska like a month after he was born. And this is Michael and your daughter-in-law, Caitlin's yes. son. son. Middle okay. son, yeah, right? Middle son. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, when he was born, uh, the first couple of months, it was he was not growing, I, just little things that mom and dad were noticing. Uh, but nobody really picked up on it until they were in Nebraska, and he went for his three-month check, and then they uh, diagnosed him with uh, failure to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so recommended physical therapy, occupational therapy. Wait, real fast. Isn't that a story, too? That um, they, the nurse or something happened in that Nebraska? That happened yet. Oh, sorry, yes, I'm jumping ahead. Yes. Okay. Um, so they began the uh, therapies for Jackson. And about, I guess it was about four months later when oh, yeah. uh, Jackson was six months old, uh, during one of his sessions, the nurse, or therapist rather, uh, saw something. And she just kind of mentioned it to Michael and Caitlin that, they needed to go have him tested. And so from that point, I mean, it was immediate. He was in the hospital that night at Children's in Omaha, and they began running all kinds of neurological tests, and all the therapist saw was just a little flutter of his eye. And it was just such a red flag because Mm -hmm. we'd never seen any type of seizure activity or anything like that um, to know that something was going on. But because she saw that... And she pushed for um, him to be tested. Uh, so they ended up in the hospital, and he was diagnosed with hypsrhythmia, which if you look at a normal brain scan, you'll see four distinct brain activity lines. 
whereas on Jackson, his lines looked like spaghetti noodles just all over the place. Um, and so they, uh, he was in the hospital for quite a while. They started him on some treatments, and uh, it was just a blessing that they were in children's and yeah. in the military and the doctors I mean they kept pushing for the medication the medication itself was I mean astronomical in its cost mm. um, because it's such a rare mm -hmm. thing um, type of medicine that they were using for him and so they started him on that treatment they sent him home they were continuing the treatment and it, it seemed like Things were going well, and uh, so at a year old, um, they continued to test, you know, checked out his heart and some other things. He, he had real high heart rate going on, and um, just his treatments, he was seeing doctors all the time. It felt like that's what they were doing. Um, and then in, I guess it was June, or sorry, April the next year, so a year later after they had the initial diagnosis, they brought him back in. They were doing the same test. Um, so that was 2019, COVID year, mm -hmm. um, when they um, were doing uh, some of the tests. He was in the hospital. He was supposed to be released the next day. Um, and April 16th will always be in my head. Um, Michael went to give Jackson some medicine. Uh, the nurse was standing right there. and. Jackson did not like the taste of it. He had already been eating foods and other things orally. Um, but when he took this medicine, he ended up aspirating the medicine and choking on it and coded. And the nurse immediately started CPR. Um, it just, I get chills Chills. every time. Yeah, yeah. It just, just the memory of that and hearing Michael's voice when he called that night. Um, when it was happening and of course we were on the plane the next day and we were out there and uh you know he recovered from that it was like 30 minutes of cpr he was home within a week and a half um so he was back at the house and so they were talking about what to what to do going forward for him they had um ended up giving him a feeding tube through his nose uh so that they weren't so that would happen anything again. in his mouth, mm -hmm. right? Just that yeah. that fear of something happening again. Yeah. Um, and then so they talked about what kind of treatment going forward, and uh, they talked about doing the G button. So they had that scheduled, and then uh, when that was scheduled, Michael was supposed to be um, flying out the next week for a mini deployment. Um, so I had already made plans to go back out there again. Um, so that I could be there and just kind of help Caitlin after uh, everything was done. Mm -hmm. He would finish his surgery, um, come home, and just kind of be there for them. And on June 2nd, um, we're sitting at the house after he had had the surgery just on the Friday before. And um, all of a sudden, he just started turning blue, and he was sitting in a chair and put him on the floor. I started CPR. Mm. Um, never, ever want to do that again. Mm -mm. Um, mm. just the, the emotional of, of that. Um, I mean the paramedics, the military, I mean everybody, because it's military mm -hmm. base. I mean, they were all there and you know, they came in, took over. It was almost an hour of CPR that was done on him that time. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
Jackson, the little fighter that he is. Mm. It's like he fought, he, he was back and, um, they took him back into the hospital and we think it was just because of the pain level from the G button. It's like not knowing, you know, he can't verbalize. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't cry. I mean, he has never cried, um, mm. before this. And, you know, I mean, there's just no red tail. It's like his heart rate would be high, but it's like, okay, is he pain? You know, what's going on? Mm. So you just kind of had to stay on top of everything. Um, but Thankfully, he was able to come home. I wasn't there when he got to come home. I had to fly back because we were getting ready for school. And, um, you know, but in constant communication with Michael and Caitlin and just yeah. keeping up. And then um, my sweet husband, it's like we had already planned to go and see uh, William and his family because um, they had a new baby. We needed to go see them as well. And so we had planned to drive out there. We drove back there. And instead of my husband driving back to the house, back to Texas, he took me to Nebraska because he knew I needed to see Jackson. Mm -hmm. Just for you. Yes, Mm -hmm. because I couldn't go to the hospital. Nobody was allowed in the hospital. So I I never saw him since on the floor and then them picking Mm -hmm. him up and carrying him out to the ambulance. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that was just such a blessing to go Mm -hmm. and sit and to be able to hold him and kiss Mm -hmm. him and tell him I love him again. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so, Mm. yes. So, so he, so you, it's my understanding the last time I talked to you, it's been a few weeks since we've talked, but, um, cause you have been flying back and forth. Yes. Between your various children, but especially Michael and Kaylin because of Jackson. But also, I mean, your kids, so Caitlin's also married to a serviceman, your daughter, and then of course, Michael and William. So they deploy at different times. And so there was at one point, I think, Caitlin's husband, your daughter, Caitlin's husband, and Michael and William are just the two. William doesn't deploy very much. Uh, He has not been deployed in uh, over a year. So he's been at home, but. But the other two were deployed at the same the time. The other two were deployed at the same time. And you had grandkids that had issues at the same time, like yes. broken legs or whatever. Yes. So you're flying. So how does that work? Because you still direct our Sunshine School. Yes. So Thankfully, I call you superwoman sometimes for a reason. I have but. an amazing team. It's like, I don't know what I would have done without Abby Yoakum when she was my assistant director. And then now I have Lindsay Abel and, of course, Anne Marie, my right hand. Um, they are just a blessing. And my teachers who continue to pray, it's like they know mm. what needs to be done. And so, I mean, they keep everything going. Because you'll fly out on a Thursday night, go would, to somebody's house, come back on a Monday night, yes. do sunshine Be Tuesday. sunshine on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and get back on a plane on, on Thursday, Thursday night, night and go back out. And you did that for months. Yes. I have done that since the second time that Jackson had his episode because when Michael is deployed um, with Caitlin having, of course, Carson, and then now she had a new baby, we did not know that she was pregnant at the time that uh, all of Jackson's issues were going on. So Mm. uh, we found out just before um, his first episode that she was pregnant. So, um, I mean, she needed extra hands and mm-hmm. 
I'm there. It's like, you don't even have to ask, mm-hmm. just let me know. Aww. And so she knows she can text me morning, noon, night. It's like, I'll, I'll do what I need to, to get to them, to go help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also to give Michael peace of mind, because I can't imagine him being on deployment, mm-hmm. not able to help. And, you know, for Caitlin, I mean, you can do a couple of days with the special needs, but you're talking, he needs 24 hour mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you sleep? Like I sleep with his monitor right next to me. Right. And then in the morning it's like when she's up, it's like she'll take over watching him and then I can go try and rest. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't really happen when you're with grandbabies because all of a sudden it's like honey's here and they want (laughs) they want to want your attention. (laughs) They want honey, right? Then (laughs) is that your grandma name? That is my grandma. Honey's your grandma. And Bobby is grump, so we are honey and grumps. Nobody <laughs> wants grandma and grandpa anymore. Love it. Uh, so where's the grumps name so, come from? Uh, the seven dwarfs. Oh, <laughs> spirits. That's awesome. Uh, so you have three kids in the armed forces. Yes. Walk us through your kid coming to you going, I want to be in the army or in the air force. Are you just like, Yes, absolutely. Let's go down there together. I think that's a great idea. I will help you sign up. Yeah. Are you like, really? Let's evaluate. Let's, I mean, how did you, I think that would be hard. If one of my kids said that to me, I don't think I would be that. Yes. I would be like, oh, I need to take a minute. Deep breath. Deep breath. But then you want to support. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? And then what does life look like when they are deployed? So two questions. Well, I guess for both Bobby and I were junior ROTC, so I was a naval officer uh, in our school, and so I, we had already looked at going that path, and of course that was when the movie Top Gun came out. So Bobby's mm-hmm. chances of becoming a fighter pilot were very slim because everybody was no. trying to be a fighter pilot <laughs> at that time. Is that you're saying? That's interesting. And That's so funny. we laugh because he's like, he looks back and he says, you know, I could have gone for something else, but because that wasn't in our plans, it's like okay. So when our kids came to us for Michael, that wasn't really a shock because we knew he le- he enjoyed flying. He was already doing some uh, pilot training, and he had a friend that was a pilot. So, mm-hmm. you know, he he had already started that. There, uh, he and Caitlin were both in the Civil Air Patrol um, while they were still in high school. So we kind of figured that Michael would continue on that route. We just didn't know what plane he would actually end up getting. Um, of course, he got to be the one to pick any plane he wanted. So we're mm-hmm. thankful that the plane that he chose was one that allows him more time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a blessing in itself. Are you say that like he could have been a fighter pilot or he could have like transported? He was top of his class and could have chosen any could have been maverick anything he could have been wow okay <laughs> uh, so instead he he loves his huge plane and so he does the transport guys. type no, planes and the big the ones rc-135 he's the one with the ears in the back so. oh what okay. is ears in the back man what does that mean <laughs> that that's the plane that just flies around and listens to I was gonna say, oh, like that's you don't cool. necessarily know yeah. who's flying those planes i don't oh. think but, yeah. so yeah. don't they have drones that do it now too that? but no. we <laughs> can take it out if you're that. not yeah. i mean it's that's surveillance let's just say it's surveillance yeah. he's doing yes. surveillance yes, yes. and okay. so yeah 
but they're, not they're super, super <laughs> sensitive, those, right? Those yes. planes. And so they yes. do things drones can't do because they can pick up with all their equipment. Yes, and, all the equipment. In yeah. The yeah. So they're the ones that make all the other jobs possible, right? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. That's amazing. He does that job. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that was kind of like an obvious one. He was an obvious one. For William, that was a shock. We mm-hmm. figured he would be a NASCAR driver, that he would go pursue something. I remember something. that about him. He yes. was obsessed with he that. Oh, now that you're saying that, I totally remember when he was so young. He, he is, loved cars. Yes, and yeah. he still does. And so he has his work job. He does supply, which is funny because that's what I did. Uh, I was a supply officer over everything. Uh, but he gets all of the military equipment the, and has to account for every thing every that is sent for little deployment. Item. Yeah, I'm even down to the rounds that are Wow. sent and shot the casings that are coming back. That actually so. sounds very stressful. For me, meticulous. my personality. Very meticulous. <laughs> he loves, loves it. it. He loves it. Wow. And Good so, for him. That's awesome. So for him, but he has his personal job that he's does is the graphics business. So that is what is keeping him in the racing world. And so he has his entire setup and that he, and he has many clients, and they're all racers, and he does the graphics for all of their cars, so that's he cool. enjoys that. So that gives him some, yeah, his time. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay. And they have three. And then what about, okay, so and Tyler. Me, and then for Caitlin and Tyler. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that we were planning their wedding. It was going to be in November, and then all of a sudden, Tyler is gone to basic, and then he's going to be graduating. And while we're at graduation, they say they're eloping. They're going to get married. Uh, thankfully, both families, Tyler's family and our family, we were there. And so we were able to witness the, yeah, the eloping. So the eloping. <laughs> marriage. And I, that ended up being a blessing in disguise because he ended up being deployed in November. So we could not plan mm. that wedding. So, um, so then you wedding freak out dressed though? and everything. Did you freak out? You're not a freaker outer, are you? We you, had, you don't seem like a control we were, type person that would freak a control freak out. No, we did. We were having very serious conversations with both of them because Tyler's parents and us, it's like, is this something that you truly are you sure? Are you sure? It's like we knew he would take care of Caitlin, but we we needed to make sure that, you know, this is going to be right for them. I mean, she had hard conversations big, with them. Yes. But of course, it was all during his graduation and right. short term because it was only a weekend. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, we we felt confident in their decision after talking mm. with Caitlin and then after talking with Tyler. And so we gave them our blessing as did his parents. Mm. Uh, so we were blessed to watch the wedding. But it, continuing that story, they were supposed to do their five-year renewal in April of this year. And, of course, she had all the plans. She has ordered her now her second wedding dress. And uh, we were going to go to his uh, his dad has land in Arkansas. I believe that's where it is. Uh, but anyway, we were supposed to go there. They um, just do an outdoor wedding. and Just a fun, like, renewal of vows, party for so the family. All of the family yeah, could be sweet. there. Mm-hmm. And 
He got deployed. He's deployed. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael was deployed. That's and when they were deployed together they, and your life yes, was crazy. They were yeah. deployed together. And so, and while I was there, um, that's where the story that I was telling you about came in. Uh, I was flying to Nebraska on a Thursday evening. I get off the plane and I have text after text after text. William's in the hospital. William jumped out of a plane. Well, mm-hmm. I had no idea what had happened, but he ended up injuring when he, they were preparing for the jump. He ended up jumping and they had too many jumping at one time. And somehow on the pre-training, when they all went off, he was knocked by somebody else, ended up landing, hitting his head and the back of his neck. And so he was in the hospital being observed. Caitlin and Your Tyler, daughter, Caitlin. my daughter, Caitlin, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew, for his birthday, received a trampoline and of course, it's his birthday, and there's one of her friends that helped them set it up. Uh, we're jumping together, and I guess double Andrew him. got a double bounce in, ended up breaking his thigh bone, so he's in a full body cast from and his, his dad is deployed. down, and dad is deployed, and I can't get there to help her. Um, and then I'm, I'm driving to, to Caitlin's house, and... I'm just, what do I do? What do I do? It's mm. like, I, God's got this. God has to have mm-hmm. this. I can't do anything. There's nothing I could physically do. But thankfully, William was okay. Um, Caitlin, she ended up uh, for four weeks. Uh, she was carrying Andrew everywhere in this big old long body cast. Uh, she couldn't go to work or do anything. and But she made it through, and Andrew... Uh, dad got to come home just before his cast was taken off. So that was a blessing mm-hmm. for Caitlin. He, he, uh, his deployment was cut short. So it was, that was a nice surprise and blessing for this mama's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm going to ask you a question because I'm listening yeah. to you and I've listened to, I mean, like Christine and I have said that we've talked to Cheryl, of course, outside of this podcast. <laughs> no, your for story. Me, I don't know. I've only heard it uh, one time. Okay. Well, and it was like a couple weeks ago just, and we were just prepping for this. Like we were just kind of we getting ready. Ready. And I was like, oh. it was just by chance. Yes. I walked in and I said, hi. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was just like, because my eyes had had a conversations happen around here. <laughs> yeah. You just run into people. But I guess my question is what I'm hearing a lot of is things that come up that are just surprising. For one, you're not prepared for them. It's change. It's unexpected. But the other thing is, they're not easy things. Like the things that have popped up in your family that you guys have had to kind of shore up for and then endure and go through these storms together, these waves together are significant, right? They are. So how, I would love to know how then your faith, your steadiness, you've mentioned that, like the Lord just Mm -hmm. prepared you over and over. I would love for you to just speak into that just a little bit so people can hear. Or because a you what? Speak a lot. Speak a lot. <laughs> Let's not discount it. Just speak a lot, girl. Because I mean, we're there's trials all the mm-hmm. time. And I think we can't think the love of the Lord means an absence of suffering. What it means right. is faith in that yeah, suffering, we're not right? Promise that it will be easy. It's not. We're not. So mm-hmm. can you is there something you can tidbits you can give little nuggets to people who are listening, like faith wise? How do you do that? What do you do? I guess for my testimony, I have to go all the way back to the very beginning of when God called me. He found me, and I know that he did because I didn't have a family that got up 
every week and went to church. I mean, my dad worked nights and then he worked days. And so his schedule was all over the place. Um, and then my mom, I, she was always there, but you know, even, even that it's like, we had a loving family, but the people that came to me were neighbors. I had neighbors that would come over and they would pick me up and they would invite me to church. And mm -hmm. so that's how I started going to church. And I was a bus ministry kid. Not a lot of people know that. Um, but that's how I went to church and I was there on Sunday mornings. And then I had, um, people that would come and pick me up for Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. So I was a GA, I was an acting, I did all of those things. Um, and I was in the youth group. I did children's church. That's mm -hmm. how, that's where I grew yeah. up. And I, I found, um, just the love of people just coming alongside of me. And then uh, when God called me, I was with, uh, I on Wednesdays after school, we had a neighbor across the street that would do a good news club. Yes. And so I would go to that. And then uh, she took all of us, we were, we were very young, um, but she took all of us to our city auditorium. We had a big revival that was going on. And it just so happened that the church that was hosting it was, the church that I was going to on Sunday mornings, that's not her church. Um, and so it was the pastor, um, a good old Southern Baptist pastor, <laughs> um, but he was speaking and I was so convicted and mm. I went forward on that, that evening. And it's like, you know, I know God is calling me. And it's like, and then at the end of the service, I can just hear brother Nelson. He said, there was somebody here and I knew he was talking to me and it's like, but my group was leaving. I couldn't go back. And it's like, okay, now what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And so when I went in, uh, on Sunday morning, instead of going to children's worship where I normally go, I went into big worship. And at the end, it's like, I went forward and I said, brother Nelson, were you asking me to come back? What, what was I supposed to do? And so he led me through everything. Mm. And I just knew that you know, God had called me for something different. And so all through my formative young years, middle school, and then high school going to church. And then I met Bobby and drug him to one of our youth events. And he said that was the scariest time of his life. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a fall festival event that our church was doing. And they, we went to a haunted house, but you know, Louisiana, <laughs> it, it was a slaughterhouse. That oh, we went to. So I mean, there were chains. It, it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> but this is what I took Bobby to. That was his experience with. How old church. are y'all at this point? Uh, seventeen. You're about seventeen. Well, I was sixteen. He was seventeen. 17. Okay. Because yes. um, we met in our junior year. We started dating in our senior year, and then you know, my mom's. I the day I met him, I knew that's who God had called Aww. me to marry. I went home and told my mom and she'll still tell me this to my, to this day. Um, and she said, it'll never last. So here we are 37 years later. Um, <laughs> after being married. Yes. I don't know. Married. It might not last <laughs> till seven years <laughs> with everything going on. Um, but you know, it's like we, we moved to Texas. We came here the first Sunday. I mean, I was eight months pregnant when we moved to Frisco. So finding a new doctor. And how old were home. you when you moved to Frisco? Uh, we were very young, yeah. like 26. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. Um, cause I had William when I was 27. Yeah. So he was born just after we moved here. Um, and, uh, the first Sunday he's like, I've already, he'd already been 
out here and visiting the church. And so that Sunday he grabs my arm, we go forward and we join the church. It's like, okay, I, I just walked in the door this morning and here we are. Let's um, go. But it has been such a blessing and the people that are here I mean they just embraced us and loved us so part of then what has if I'm understanding you right um, as you've gone through these hurricanes and storms and everything else um, the bedrock foundation of faith has just been remembering the calling that you feel the, like you've the got initial from the Lord. calling. The I, edit, you're I going, still I remember just... that to this day. Okay. Um, and just that faith. I mean, it was just so clear. I mean, when you hear God's voice and I mean, I've had other opportunities throughout my growing up mm-hmm. years and even recently, uh, you can ask Lindsay Abel about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was praying when, um, Abby was leaving, uh, she let me know. And this was Abby, your assistant director, my before. assistant director. This was all while Jackson was in the hospital and we were going through everything. She was letting me know that she had this opportunity. And I, I'm like, God, the, you've got this. I, I don't know what to do, how to go forward from this. And that night, I mean, I, I dreamed of this person. He gave me the person it was a face. I didn't know the name. I, I had only met Lindsay during VBS when I was doing the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sitting over there and I would see her dancing and stuff. And she laughs because the next day I saw her, I caught her in the hallway. She'd come over to get snacks. And I said, Lindsay, I need to talk to you. And she had on a mask and she's like, the expression on her face, she's like, you didn't see that expression. But I said, God is calling me to talk to you. I need to talk to you right now. And I let her know about the assistant director position. And she said, can I pray about it? And I did not know that she had also been saying you're supposed to, (laughs) she had already been praying for God to show her something. So it was her answered prayer, my answered prayer. And it's like, okay, that's only God can do that. Mm -hmm. Only God can bring people together like that. And it's just that foundation that I have to trust him through Mm -hmm. everything that happens. It's like, I love serving him. So Mm -hmm. how can I serve you, Lord? And you've let go of control. Which is yeah, a I have no control. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I have to say I, that's huge. I survive on coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus, that is literally my motto. Enjoy, like I wish you guys could see Cheryl because she's telling us all these stories and she's smiling. <laughs> she is. And the whole she's time. like, yeah, because you have such joy in the Lord. It's not just you're going foundationally, faith that matters, that's hard. But then it's yeah. not it's even like finding joy even in the midst even of the some hard stuff. Um, and doing that together. So what about your family? How has this brought your family closer? Cause you guys have all had a lot of stuff. Oh my goodness. I don't know how we would survive without that foundation. Just knowing that they are saved and mm-hmm. bringing that now to my grandbabies. I mean, that's where my heart is. It's like, that's my prayer every day is that they will come to know God through this. And, you know, there's times when it's so heartbreaking because I'll hear Carson say, I wish Jackson wasn't like this. I wish he was mm. normal. I wish he could play with me. And, you know, just his love for Jackson and then seeing Lila just crawling up on, onto his wheelchair and giving him kisses. And Caitlin let me know this morning that uh, as she dropped off Jackson at school, 
Lila's just mm. in tears because her, mm. her, her brother's not there. Her baby's mm. not there. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that's my prayer is that they will come to know Jesus and see Jesus in the everyday. Mm. Oh, so. I love that. That's actually a good way to end, to see <laughs> oh, Jesus in the everyday. True. But I want to talk about her bracelet. Oh yeah, we can't. That's right. She's my, wearing this. You may have heard it jangling some. Bracelet. She has a charm bracelet. She doesn't take off. off, and so yeah, we wanted to yes. explain that. Yeah, good memory. <laughs> I had forgotten. You're right. Well, we asked yes. her to take it off just for the noise, and she was like, "If only I could." Yes, and she I sleeps in it. It's it like off. soldered on her on. wrist. <laughs> it's it's a great like James. Can I call it like a generic looking James? Oh, it James Avery silver James Avery bracelet with you. How many charms do you have on there? Uh, not very many, but I have Michael's plane. Okay, is on there. I have a squirrel because my kids know I love squirrels, so they had got, got you a squirrel. Me a squirrel. That's my favorite animal, and. I shouldn't say this, but one of my friends did find a baby squirrel that I did get to raise for a short time. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. That was just so much fun until everything happened with Jackson and then poor Bobby was left to take care of the squirrel <laughs> who didn't quite like him quite as much. <laughs> well, oh, and then at, it was point, they, it was <laughs> at some point they have to go out, right? So, yes. So well, maybe we were planning that. on that. He anyway, was, he was just kicked out a little bit harder Early. than... <laughs> than than I was intending. Um, and then I have one that says Air Force uh, for obvious reasons. Michael yes. and Tyler. And then I have my Florida Lee to remind me of my home. And that was New Orleans where mm-hmm. I was born. So, And then I have one that says Army. And that's mm-hmm. that's my William. And then my grandbabies gave me one. And it's a little honey pot that has a little bee on it. And it says for be honey. my honey. Oh. And that came from all of my grandbabies. And then, of course, I have Wham's wings, so that's on there. Yeah, airborne. Yeah, awesome. So, yes, yeah, so there you all go. Very sentimental. Yes. Yes. that's great. But, but we do have to end off. with our lightning round questions, Debbie, because we've asked <laughs> we them do. all. That's right. So, it's just so be real quick. Is it won't okay. take long? What is the last show that you binge watched and loved? The last show, like that you I've have watched. time, but still, if <laughs> uh, we've been watching Bluey, I think I've seen all the old episodes and all the new ones before it just oh, came out. Great. <laughs> okay. We love Bluey. What is something that people often get wrong about you? Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> that I have seven grandbabies, probably. There you go. They don't realize that you have seven seven grandbabies. That's right. Okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, Uh, I would say, but then my husband might divorce me. (laughs) Is it him? He he has this, uh, he loves to start projects and then not follow the through to the end still, still there. there okay that's fine so his that's projects normal that he started while i was gone this last time i used there. to like that about crafts it would drive my husband nuts i would start it and i'm like oh it's not done yeah. fast enough i'm done but then did you it. leave it on the table though like where you no, started i usually it? box it up but the problem is i would have spent money on stuff and he's oh. like seriously you spend on all these activities oh, he doesn't spend money on it he just he leaves it he's out cleaning out but it's funny how there's some of us that <laughs> are just, like that though that cannot just finish clean out and still sitting where you oh, let's just move just, past that we can move past but that we question love those let's of you who are going. patient stay with us <laughs> and right. keep, stay married to us anyway despite right. that because right. that must drive you crazy that's right okay so stay with me on this question because sometimes it's hard to follow the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter what is your narrative right now so fill in the blank blank narrative jesus 
that's Jesus narrative. Jesus narrative. My Jesus narrative. I want to see him every day, and I know I will see him when I have that expectation. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, got me on that one. Keep going. Here we go. Um, You are a ghost at your funeral. What do you hope people say about you? You can't say that she was a good and faithful servant or that she loved Jesus. Because we know that about you already. <laughs> or that can, she's already going to say that. It has to be something I laugh else. because Bobby and I have had this conversation. It's like, what do we want yeah. our funerals to look like? And it's like, I don't want people at my funeral. I just... Just go about your life, me, bury me, and move on. Not even bury me, cremate me, and move on. I'm dead. Because once I'm gone from here, it's like, I know where I'll be. I know I'll be with Jesus. So I You don't want people to get together and celebrate you? It could be a party. (laughs) Be like a Cheryl party. (laughs) But what's, I mean, I I get what you're saying, though, because you think people just be sad. The hardest thing right now is when I'm talking to them. When are you coming to see me? When yeah. are you coming to... And I get that from all seven of seven, them, right? And my heart is always so torn. So it's like, when I'm gone, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's good. I get so, that. No. That makes sense. Mm. You're like, just know I'm in a very, just very know. happy place. No, I'm with that's Jesus. Right. I just but... tell them, I love you. I yes. love you. I love yeah. you. <laughs> I'm always right here. You just remember that. Honey's always with you. <laughs> well, you're a rock star, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Thank you I don't so know about that, much. For... You, are. <laughs> you are. Jesus has made you that way for a reason and purpose, obviously, and you're fulfilling that. So thank you for blessing oh. us with this conversation. And even hopefully the people that are listening have been blessed by it. Mm. And it's funny, we're interviewing our staff to know more about our staff, but everybody's got these incredible stories. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to make sure and put that down there so people know. It's not just about your job. It's actually about these amazing personal stories about how God has built us through the years and moved us and um, use life to change us and and develop our hearts and it's just it's been awesome you're just, you're one I mean your stories or even incredible. that idea of so. get to know people in the workplace like where God has yeah. put you get to know those people because they have Everyone a story has a story I know yeah. Yeah. absolutely everybody mm-hmm. and there's so much more to the story yeah mm-hmm. for sure well, thank you so much, Cheryl. Appreciate it. And so thank are you flying you. out tomorrow night? <laughs> no. Not right now. <laughs> not Michael this time. is home. So okay, good. Right now is in-service okay. days for Sunshine School. Yeah, because y'all are starting. Start, so. mm-hmm. Yes, I have jam-packed everything into trainings to get prepared. And you opened a new classroom, too. We opened two, two new, new classrooms. classrooms. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Two new That's classrooms. That's so great. Like, 11 new staff. Parents so. are getting their kids in school and yes. socializing and, yes. and, and we're actually being afraid. getting the siblings from the academy side, which usually ours flow upwards. And, You're getting the opposite. And this year we're doing the opposite just yes. because people have been at home with yep. their kids That's right. and keep the little ones I'm so excited. So it's a it's whole so new world. It yes. is. It's so yes. good for It them. feels that way a lot of times. Okay. All right, everybody. That's it from us from Noisy Narratives this week. We love talking to you as normal. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. Um, but until next time, everyone, this is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Life can be a